anyway, they have their the uh, their controlling officer whose real name is Mario Van Peebles because mm. I can't remember if they even give him a name, but he's also the oh, director in this. I know. Um, yeah, which I found really yeah. interesting when I was looking him up on IMDb, and I was like, "Hang on a sec, <laughs> wait, what is wait this?" I was going to say, Dane, it's very interesting that you say that this was Ice T's big breakout role because he was terrible. He was dog shit. <laughs> he, he was, he was so bad. the worst part about this movie. Like he was genuinely like I literally wrote Ice T is shit. Oh uh, yes, yeah, so. It's, it was his first time acting in a movie, like, he'd done his music videos and whatnot. I'm genuinely surprised mm. that it wasn't his last bit of acting. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, has he actually done other bits? I don't think I've seen him in anything. This is... This Ice is, tea. What? Yeah. yeah, I was about to say, he got typecast as a cop after this. Oh. It's like he... Oh, is that him? Okay. Yeah, like, he didn't, yeah, right. he didn't okay. want to yeah. play the cop, apparently, but now all he does is play cops. So, you know, fuck me, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I've I've got a little story about how he got hired for this job as well, which will ex- like kind of you won't be surprised because he is terrible in this. Mm-hmm. Um, the director it was also his first kind of um, big film. He'd done a bunch of shorts. He's directed a whole heap of like TV episodes. So he did um, a couple of episodes of Sons of Anarchy, some Lost. He did uh, Bloodline. So whole bunch of random stuff. But this was basically his only big budget movie. So uh, anyway, shall we get into this and get this over with yes, as quickly please. as possible? <laughs> Rip this band-aid off, please, Dane. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, New Jack City, it, um, it's starting off. We've got the opening credits and there's a basically radio and television reports um, telling us that crimes at an all-time high and drug deals are going on and kids are getting shot and there's gang wars. And it's talking about all this terrible stuff. Poverty is on the rise and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then, after telling about all this shit that's going on, it's like, and one fella got trapped in a ventilation duct <laughs> trying to rob a building. I'm like, ha, 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 ha. Um, the, This was like the longest title sequence ever. Like, just the opening to get to where we, we get to to start the movie. I was mm. like, nobody likes to watch opening titles. Why did you make it like 20 minutes long? <laughs> yeah, it's the first yeah. it's the first yeah. act of the film. Yeah, yeah. literally. <laughs> so, we get through that, we're told, you know, thing things are uh, not going very well. And uh, it zooms in on this and this bridge and there's a guy being hung upside down by his feet over this bridge mm. by this thug and he's screaming. His uh, wife or his girlfriend is next to him screaming as well. The bridge is busy it's, as shit. Mm. Like, it is lane to lane, chock a block It's the middle of the day. No one stops It's the middle of the day. Like, what a time to fucking dangle a guy off the bridge. And might I, might I, might <laughs> yeah, I also add, like... you can hear the helicopter. Because, you know, it's 1991. They didn't have drones. They shot all this mm. with a helicopter. Mm. And you can clear as day mm. hear the helicopter. Yeah. I was like, okay, I get like it must be hard to ADR stuff, but really, you wouldn't ADR it just so you don't hear the helicopter through the whole thing. So you don't hear the helicopter that's filming this scene. And then in the in the close up yeah. shots, they actually I think they realize like, oh shit, we can hear the helicopter. They the close up scenes they actually carried the helicopter noise through. I noticed. I think they kind of went, oh no, <laughs> we made a mistake, mm. and then so they're like, oh, no, no, no. okay, we could ADR it, or we could just add more helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> Creative. Imagine having to change yeah. roles of film in a helicopter. Um, yeah. <laughs> in New York. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if you stuffed this up. This would be. This probably was like the most expensive scene in the film to shoot, and it's just for the opening. Mm. They hired a helicopter, well, and it was like. 
and then did that whole thing. If you messed up, you would have... Like, because it was a one-shot type thing, you know? Leading up to mm. the guy mm. dangling. If you messed that up, you would have been the most hated person on set that day. Well, uh, I actually have a bit of trivia about the budget. And uh, you'd be surprised. That helicopter shot didn't eat up their budget. So we'll get to that at the end. Uh, Danny did his research. Oh, my God. So this fella's being dangled over from upside down from his feet. And then Wesley Snipes steps out of the car. He's got this bright blue suit on. This medallion. Just giant 90s medallion. Anyway, that's a side note. So Wesley Snipes comes out. And he's like, hey, you don't have my product or my money. And he goes... See ya. Yeah. Wouldn't want to be ya. And <laughs> yeah. drops this guy off the, the greatest, off the the greatest line. <laughs> Some of the lines in here, like a lot of my notes, I didn't actually write my opinion. I just wrote a line that they said because I was like, "Yeah, that was interesting." <laughs> that's, they say yeah, some that's interesting. That's the same yeah. as me, Kieran. <laughs> I was like, "Wait, did he really just say that?" Okay, let me just write that down because <laughs> that is next level. But yeah, very, very, very. <laughs> I wrote, this is a very public place to kill someone. It's like midday, and it's <laughs> yeah. Hang on, I've, I've actually got his line written down. Um, Nino goes, "Money talks and bullshit runs a marathon." So see ya, and I wouldn't want to be ya. And it doesn't him. make any so. sense. <laughs> but it's, it's like money talks. And on another note, bullshit runs a marathon. <laughs> and uh, sarcasm is a is not is is a sprint, not a marathon. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a sassy little villain. This uh, yeah, this Nino Brown. He's... he's got a couple of cheesy one-liners. Yeah, I do really like that so, uh, first scene though. Yeah, it's cool. Like, like it shows how menacing he is. Mm. Yeah, and he doesn't give a fuck. He's like, yeah, it's fucking one o'clock on a Wednesday. I'm gonna drop. <laughs> I don't care who sees my me. My favorite time to kill people. <laughs> yeah. I don't care who sees me drop you off this bridge. It doesn't matter to me. This just establishes like Wesley Snipes was the best part about this movie. Hands. Oh, down. hands down. Look, these are my hands. hands Do you down. see my hands? Down. That doesn't really work well in a podcast I- medium, Kieran, but. For the listeners, imagine yeah, just put a hand my, on the my table. well nicely manicured lady hands down. <laughs> <laughs> so next we're at this uh, little little shanty town, and uh, Ice T is doing a bit of a drug deal with a very young Chris Rock. This was also Chris Rock's breakout role, believe it or not. So we got Ice T doing his first big movie. He did this before he did Marty from Madagascar. <laughs> no. <laughs> Imagine, I actually wrote here all I can I, was, I wrote we can get to this later but I wrote down all I can think of is Marty the Zebra on crack like, <laughs> <laughs> I need it I need it man it's calling me it's the calling Madagascar me Madagascar sequel we deserve yeah <laughs> that old lady is the drug dealer you know the old grandma that's always got the handbag bad kitty <laughs> um, yeah he's like yeah like I can believe this was Chris Rock's breakout role because he was a really he was awesome he did a great job uh i think he just started on saturday night live as well around that time so he was like a well-known name was kind of like where his career was really starting to peak but Mm. i've got some more trivia about him later on down the line oh my god Uh, um dane i think you'll find Uh, (laughs) i think you'll find his uh peak is actually spiral (laughs) you had to find a lot of trivia to make up for this fucking movie i tell you what (laughs) (laughs) yeah i did so they're doing a drug deal there's ice tea 
and he's Chris Rock, and they're negotiating drugs. And uh, Chris Rock is looking pretty tweaked, and he rips off Ice T. And he mm-hmm. takes his bag of money, and they go on this big long foot chase. Chris Rock steals a push bike. He's pedaling away. Ice T is uh, is chasing him on foot now. Should I throw out my bit of trivia now? Or do, do it now. End? I can't wait. Bit of sizzle. So, the reason that this is on a foot chase is originally it was going to be a car chase, but that was the thing that ate up their entire budget. So they scrapped it and made it this 17-minute long foot and bike chase instead. Oh! I, yeah. The whole time. That's that's interesting. But the whole time I was like, why hasn't he caught? Like, why hasn't Chris Rock gotten away yet? Well, like, he's on a bike. I was yeah. going to say. Why is he riding so slow? I was going to say, Ice-T must be the fucking T-1000 from Terminator 2 or something. Because he's fucking <laughs> pumping it. Like, he just can't get away. Yeah, he's he's like... Dush, 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 dush. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it goes for ages. They're running over bridges and uh, running down hills and everything else. They knock a guy's cornflakes um, out of his hands. And- did you see that? Oh, yep, they're just, gone. They're spilled like, everywhere. Oh no, my cornflakes! Like, wh- why was it open? Why was his cornflakes open? That's a poor decision. You don't open the cornflakes <laughs> till you're doing? safe at home. <laughs> just more, more victims of this drug war going on <laughs> in New Jack City. <laughs> and uh, eventually, Ice T catches up with Chris Rock in this playground, and he's like. Get out of the motherfucking way! And uh, shoots Chris Rock directly yeah. in the Achilles. I have. And um, this kid's I everywhere. have another note. Why is it raining suddenly? Did you notice that? Uh, it was like normal. I don't, I and don't then even remember. It was normal, and then all of a sudden, like, the ground was wet. It looked like it had been raining. So I was like, this is. Whoever was in charge of continuity on this film, like, was probably <laughs> not doing a very good job. Maybe there was another drug deal, like, and... 15 minutes beforehand, and someone dropped their milk <laughs> everywhere. Cleaning it up. <laughs> Yeah, quick, get the yeah. gurney out. I, I was like, yeah. is, is it raining or is this just a very wet playground? Um, Unless they'd done it before and like that was a second take with the squibs or something. And they hosed And then they had down. to clean the area. Probably. Maybe. Yeah. Don't inject logic into this, Ryan. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the, milk, the milk got spilled. <laughs> so, yep, he, he gets shot and basically the bag of money spills everywhere. There's chaos. People are trying to yank um, Ice-T off Chris Rock because uh, Ice-T is an undercover cop in this little drug deal. So we find out that, uh, yep, he's a cop and clearly he plays by his own rules. Um, it sounds like Spiral. <laughs> <laughs> but also there's a guy watching from the sidelines. Mm-hmm. I believe his name is Kareem, Cousin Kareem in this movie. I can't remember. Another really forgettable character, but he becomes important later on, surprisingly. And then, so we're later introduced to, well, after that, we're introduced to Nino Brown's brother, mm. G-Money, and the brothers are discussing that uh, this crack, it's a new big thing that's going to make them tons I love of that. money. <laughs> and, uh, like, I love the outfits in this movie. I, they're they're, they're so, so nice. cool. That, they're so good, the, too. The fuzzy Merkin like, hat in the convertible. Yeah. That was cool. <laughs> Merkin hat. <laughs> and the brick phone. Jesus. The costume designer must have just had a field day. Oh, that... They were just like, yeah, do whatever you want. And she's like, I love fluoro. Everything's going to be fluoro well, it was and massive. It's supposed to be set in the 80s. And, like, New York in the 80s, that's, like, fashion city. So you can have the best fun with that. Mm. Now we just wear jeans yeah. and a T-shirt. Yes. We've got no fun. So uh, then we're, we're taken to the... the they own this, this nightclub called Spotlight. And I don't know uh, if either of you, you fellas have seen yeah. Goodfellas. 
But I found it pretty derivative of the, when Ray Liotta is walking through the nightclub with uh, uh, his... And it's just one long tracking shot. Yeah. And then they try it's to do the same thing in this yeah. nightclub. But it's, yeah... <laughs> It just looks all, shit. All, yeah. all looks I could terrible. think of was everyone dancing silently to get that shot, you know, because they don't play music when <laughs> yeah. they do that type of thing. So everybody would have been like, they invented those the silent, silent discos. Yeah. <laughs> they invented silent discos. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Ice T's hanging around there in the club as well. He's trying to scope out Nino. Ice T being there, I was like, okay, so was that oh, like mm. so the second? I guess this this film, like Lord of the Rings, that had so many endings. This had so many openings. <laughs> so it was the bridge <laughs> opening, and then there's the Ice T opening. But it's like, well, was Ice T's thing like a flashback from ages ago, or did that happen yesterday? And now he's in the nightclub. But like, I was really confused because it, yeah. it's like I got really confused straight away too. Because that's so really? red hot yeah. to do like a drug bust thing. And shoot a guy in the street, and then be like, "Well, I'm going to go back to undercover copying now." Uh, just mm. excuse me. And like in the same neighborhood, it happens later. Yeah, when like Chris Rock interacts with Nino, like you'll get into the, that bit of the story too, Dane. But then I was like, "But wouldn't he know exactly who he is?" Yeah, I thought there was yeah. a bit of a logic yeah. inconsistency. Mm. <laughs> One of many. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, Ice T, he's little game, the Cash Money Brothers. They get together, they're talking about the cracks come in, and the fella that... This is part of the logic that doesn't really line up. The fella that witnessed Ice-T do the shooting in the <clears throat> park playground, well, he's now in with the Cash Money Brothers. Hmm. You would have thought that they would have noticed each other yeah. in the park. Yeah. Anyway, so um, they, they do that. They're like, yep, we're, uh, we're going to do this. And they begin their, their big old gang takeover, and they start doing drive-bys and killing people, uh... One of the lady gang members jumps out of a car, shoots his bloke. That came out of nowhere, and again Um, in the middle of the mm. day. Yeah, they don't give a fuck in this movie. I literally wrote. They're the the relentless cash money brothers. Shit, she shot him out of nowhere. (laughs) Yeah, so their their plan is to uh, to take over this big apartment complex called the Carter. They're gonna have their base operations in this big apartment complex. They're gonna sell everything. It's just gonna be this crack castle. And uh, there's a part that uh, I always find quite funny is Wesley Snipes is walking the owner or the manager of the apartment block in front of everyone <laughs> in broad daylight. He's stark naked and Wesley Snipes is holding a shotgun under his chin. <laughs> and he's like, hey, you're, you're going to give me this apartment. He's like, yeah. And Far off he fucks. Um, <laughs> and that's the yeah. end of that. <laughs> <laughs> there is a little old fella who uh, is witnessing as well. He kind of comes in and out of, uh, of scenes as the movie goes on, but again, no name or anything. Yeah, but ends up playing a the, very uh, pivotal role. Mm. Then we're at the police station, and, um, oh, that's right, the director's name, the character he plays is, uh, is Detective Stone. Anyway, Detective Stone, he's in charge of his operation, and he's talking to his chief, and he's like, we need our own super group of cops to bring down these cash money brothers. Now, I reckon we should get iced tea, and this other fellow, Nick Peretti. And he's like, fuck no. Ice-T shot an unarmed guy in the park. And Nick Peretti nearly killed his ex-partner in a motorcycle crash. And I'm like, oh, these boys, they're a couple of bad boys. They do what they need to do to get the job done. Detective Stone and Nick, they go into <laughs> Ice-T's apartment. And they're like, hey, you know, we know you're on suspension for shooting that guy. We want you back. You're going to team up with this guy. 
and you're going to go after the Cash Money Brothers. And there's a lot of tension between these two cops. Um, Nick is white, uh, Ice T is black, and there's kind of like a few racist barbs traded between the two. And uh, eventually, Ice T agrees. And for whatever reason, his new partner Nick celebrates by shooting holes in Ice T's wall <laughs> in the shape of yeah, a smiley face. Did you funny. notice that? I couldn't yeah. tell yeah. if it was like either Ice T had like one of those shooting gun range cutouts in his living room or if there was just like strangely shaped like a head i don't know i was really confused by the whole, whole no, exchange he, he did but he had like a, a human target in his room but he still shot through the walls yeah. of sunlight coming in through uh, the bullet holes i'm like what a dick thing to do put five rounds in this guy's wall it's just really hard yeah, wow thanks so much they're trying to make it really like dramatic and like whoa this guy's a badass but like oh i think they really struggle in the movie to make things be like wow this is really impactful and and dramatic yeah. it kind of just comes off as a bit of a joke he, yeah yeah just as a fuckwit doing yeah. vandalism i don't even know there's like no realism at all well, it's, it's like think. um you know black black exploitation films they're over the top mm. i think that's where this has obviously because you know it's a whole cultural movement drawn a lot of inspiration from but then Having that black exploitation, yeah. crazy seventies vibe, you know, with the hardcore, mm-hmm. hardcore cop movie, it the two don't really mesh well together. Yeah, no, it it doesn't. It doesn't really know what it wants to mm. do with no. these these mm. cop characters. Then I seen his partner there doing surveillance, and they're watching Nino Brown basically be. Um, you know, Father Christmas. He's down in the down in the streets, handing out turkeys to all the uh, to all the people suffering in poverty because of the drugs and the violence and whatnot. And they're like, "Motherfucker, look at this guy handing out food. Isn't he a good egg?" But then Chris Rock's there. He's back. He's looking for turkeys. He gets in a bit of a scuffle trying to steal turkeys. Everyone and uh, Nino Brown's like, "Ah, you're looking for a job? Come work After for me." After you clean up, because and, uh, Chris Rock is a full blown junkie now. Mm. He got yeah. the brown teeth. He's all homeless looking, not looking yeah. good. They did a great job of of making him look like a oh, foul absolutely. junkie. Yeah, he looked real bad. Mm. So uh, Ice-T follows into his little junkie den and uh, he, he sort of grabs him and he's like, oh, I fucking know you, you're going to work for me, but we're going to clean you up. And then the and, cutest uh, montage ever. I hate... Oh. Yeah, it's so bizarre. It's so it's bizarre. Like, so he's... Chris Rock trying to do, like... Ice-T now. Those star jumps and then fall, star like, jumps. falling yeah. to his knees, but, like, not really dramatically. And then there's that weird, like, 70s guitar in the background. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> it just didn't... I don't think it achieved oh. what they were trying to achieve in this scene. It's so lame. It's like yeah, <laughs> the corniest it's super scene. Super corny. So yeah, Ice T gets his bleeding heart and decides to help this junkie, but also use the junkie for his own own benefit of taking down Nino. But yeah, just this strange, like almost romantic yeah. montage of Ice T trying to get him back to good health and whatnot, when they just don't know each other yeah, from the bar. And, so yeah. and- the only um, scene it was missing was them on a tandem bike together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we've overcome our differences and we're friends this montage kind of highlights like, how wooden ice T was throughout the whole film because him being happy is the same as him acting like he's angry and him acting like he's angry is also yeah. the same as him acting like he's disappointed like it's just he's just terrible <laughs> so 
after that, Chris Rock's all well and good. He's a healthy boy. And we see that Nino's taken over the apartments. Uh, they've kind of just risen to power. Junkies everywhere. They've filled the place with armed guards and security and whatnot. And uh, they decide that they're going to send Pookie in there undercover. So what better place to send a newly reformed drug addict to a mm. drug castle to work undercover yeah. for the police? Perfect. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Might yeah. I just say, despite <laughs> having like the armed guards and the really... Uh, arduous process you have to go through to secure a bag of drugs how did this drug empire get infiltrated so easily mm. like it doesn't yeah. make any sense yep. you think it's like fort knox in there there's people with machine guns and uzis they've got like the airport scanners when they're patting yeah. people down and everything and cameras but you, you said oh, you said anyway, and they're like, in, hey. in there and you and he'll get every ounce of information you need yeah, like, they, they know him. They know he's a, a junkie. So, yeah. like, hey, come work for us. And anyway, also, this movie jumps around a lot. Like, we're in a lot of the different but also sort of repeated locations. But it's, yeah, it's all over the place. So now we're back at Club Spotlight. It's new and improved. It's much nicer. Uh, obviously, their money's started to come in. There's a mafia fella who's been sort of get, getting under Nino's skin, being like, hey, like... You guys aren't sharing the wealth. We allowed you to operate here. You've got to cut the mafia in. Mm. And uh, Nino's like, no, nah, fuck off. But then the mafia guy comes back with a very racist gift. And uh, it's basically a, a little statue. And he's like, hey, I want to reward you for all the hard work you've done. And it's this black jockey with a noose around his neck. And you're like, oh. Mm. Not a great present. Yeah. So Nino cracks it over the mafia guy's head. And there's a, a bit of a standoff and they're thrown out of the club. So tensions are building. Mm. He's basically like, nope, we don't need the mafia anymore. We're our own thing. You guys can fuck off. He cuts his ponytail, like the mafia yeah. guy has a ponytail. He cuts that off and throws that in. And I'm like, oh, yeah. wonderful. <laughs> then we're at Nino's mansion. So he's got this big old mansion now. And uh, he and G-Money, well, they've gotten themselves a couple of girlfriends. Ooh, Ooh. la la. Oh, <laughs> They sat around watching Scarface, which, uh, Kieran, I think it was yeah, you mentioned earlier that they watched this many, many, many times, times throughout the movie. And they also have, like, like, a lot of parallels, They, I like, but it's too glaringly obvious. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, his wife can't yeah. have babies because, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer's womb was polluted in Scarface. So, yeah. you know, that that was also in Scarface. Uh, yeah, they reference Scarface so much, and, like, obviously Nino wants to be Scarface. But it's just so on the nose. It's just... Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they're in their castle and uh, Scarface is on in the background. They're having themselves a good old time. And G-Money's girlfriend, well, she's got the hots for old Nino Brown. She's putting her hands all over him. And Nino Brown, his girlfriend, she's like, get your fucking hands with my man. Oh, it's a bit of a... Bit of words, his girlfriend a, was so mean to uh, her. She called her a dog. Like, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Also, uh, G-Money's girlfriend is called Unique. Uniqua. Is it a unique walk? Great name. Yeah. Unique oh, is it? Oh, I'm, yeah, it I'm so be. sorry. Then she starts stripping in, like, G-Money's girlfriend starts stripping in front of Nino. Mm. And, yeah, it's all very yeah. awkward. It is. Um, only Nino's then loving before uh, Nino's girlfriend storms off and Nino goes after her. And then he comes back and G-Money and Uniqua, they're having sex. So he just stands in the doorway <laughs> drinking and watching his brother have sex uh -huh. with this stripper. It's... 
it's yeah, it's just compounded into such. Thick they need to go to family counselling. They have a lot of shit yeah. to unpack. <laughs> <laughs> they got a lot of things buried under that rug. <laughs> <laughs> and I just keep on sweeping. Lift the rug up, sweeping. <laughs> so. Pookie now has his first undercover assignment and uh, the cops aren't thrilled about putting an ex-junkie into this drug den. And Ice-T's like, no, no, he's cool. And Ice-T gives him the worst pep talk ever. (laughs) He's like, you owe me. You owe everyone in this town, you little fucking junkie. Yeah, a junkie just like you killed my mother. Didn't say anything, just killed her. And then, like, he rattles Pookie's cage so unnecessarily Mm. it draws him back into being uh, a crack addict and he hits the yeah. crack pipe again. Great yeah. policing there, I see. You've helped this guy get clean. Really yeah. good. And you just sent him right back. Skills. Also, I just I have written down, you know, like, so so nobody steals, everybody's naked. Chris Rock is a crackhead. Why was he allowed to wear clothes in the crack den? Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> he, he goes back into the drug den and he's on crack and they so he's wearing a wire, he has a, a belt that is a camera, he's got his wire under his clothes, and he's standing in this room where all these ladies are naked, packing up the drugs, and he's he's dressed in, you know, basically business attire. <laughs> a suit, um, almost. <laughs> yeah, and he's he's jumping around, he's giggling, he's sassing, and one of the guys, I think it's G-Money, mm. comes in, and he's like, what, uh, what's going on here? And then they're like, are you high? And they start patting him down, and they find that he's wired up. And they're like, take this motherfucker outside and kill him. Yeah, Pookie's in big trouble. The mm. cops come and they storm this drug castle. Everyone gets shot. Yeah, they just kind of barrel in. Everyone's shooting from the hips. It's a pretty <laughs> terrible shootout. But lots of cops die. All the die. fight scenes in this movie were horrible. You could tell every time yeah. they punched somebody, they weren't actually punching them. They were like acting the the part, like the really dramatically just yeah. like, pew. Like it was kind of like Adam West as Batman without the sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the uh, lots of cops die g money is like all right burn this place down they start destroying everything that they've built mm. and uh the cops cops finally find pookie he is dead but he's attached to a bomb and the bomb's ticking down it's like tick 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 and uh they deactivate it with just a, a couple of seconds to go uh but it's too late for dear old pookie who had like three scenes in this movie mm. and then we're back in nino's castle and Nino is banging his brother's girlfriend now. So he's moved in fast. Sloppy seconds. And the, the phone rings. Yeah. Oh, I. But Nino has no problem with it. Do you guys Do you guys want an unrelated story about a guy I went to high school with? Uh, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> sure. This guy I went to high school with, his brother was a twin. And he had a girlfriend. But then the girlfriend ended up cheating on him with the twin. And then broke it off with the first oh. one. <laughs> started oh. dating the second one. You're nasty. So, You're fucking nasty. Yeah, you know, you know. Yeah, dinners at the family house would have been fun. <laughs> <laughs> so the phone rings mid mid uh, mid route, and Nino ring answers. Ring. And G- <laughs> Hold on a second, baby. G Money's on the other line. He's like, "Hey, the cops stormed the the car to the apartments where." We're done. You know, Pookie was a was an informant. And uh, Nino, he's he's none too happy about this. So he starts yelling at 
his brother is like, how can you be so stupid, slow the police informant into our castle, mm. fuck you. Well, I mean... Um, and it seems that everyone... <laughs> no offence, but that's what you get for hiring a crackhead. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's... And, like, no one in this movie can take criticism because Nino shouted at his brother. Now his brother's turned to being a crack addict. And he starts sucking on, sucking on the crack pipe. So you got anyone that gives anyone a bad word in this movie, they just turn right mm. to drugs. <laughs> everyone's dropping petals mm. left and right. Then, yes, we're at Pookie's funeral. The operation's a big failure. Dead cops, dead robbers, no one to arrest, no evidence. And Ice-T is wallowing in self-pity. And him and his partner are drinking on the top of a roof afterwards. Now, I don't know... We've spoken about continuity in this movie. When they're drinking on the roof after the funeral, their faces are covered in soot and dirt and are just really filthy. But they weren't filthy at the funeral. So I don't know if this scene Mm. was meant to take place directly after yeah. the shootout because mm. there was flames in the apartment building and everything yeah. and it's just a big fuck up yeah. and continuity. I... No, what happened, Dane, yeah. is they, they went to the funeral and then they cleaned the chimney <laughs> and then they had a drink on the roof. <laughs> chim chimney, Logical chim steps chim chim after chim <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think it's just yeah, yeah. a big continuity I... thing. I, I am really yeah, sad I don't know what was going on for a lot of the movie. <laughs> I drink on the rooftop and I clean chimneys. R.I.P. Pookie, my name is Ice-T. <laughs> that one was free. <laughs> they, they agree, they're like, hey, I don't know about you, but I'm done playing by the book. I'm going to kill Nino Brown. They meet up with the mafia guy who's been having pretty terse words with Nino throughout the movie. Mm. And they're like, hey, you know, you're going to work with us or we're going to kill you. And he's like, oh, okay, well, if you put it that way. Real Sophie's choice in here, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. And, uh... <laughs> Don't make me think about that movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> The Mafia guy sets up, so uh, Ice-T and his partner Nick, they're now undercover as uh, big-time drug dealers. And the Mafia guy has set it up with G-Money to sort of bring them in. And G-Money's like, hey, you're going to cut me a side deal. You know, you're going to report to me. This is my operation, blah, blah, blah. And uh, G-Money vouches for, uh, for some cops. Once again, Nino doesn't like him right away. He's like, hey, I want to keep an eye on... On uh, old Ice T, I don't, I don't trust him. Mm, I don't. The least undercover um, cop ever. Well, that's <laughs> yeah, they stick out like sore thumbs. Old Ice T, now he's in with the Cash Money Brothers, and uh, he's basically on guard duty. And that old guy that's been hooting and hollering, complaining about these Cash Money Brothers, he comes into the into the room. He's like, "You boys, you're evil. You're spreading filth into this neighborhood. Get out of here!" And he pulls a gun on Nino Brown, this little old fella. And uh, tries to kill him, but Ice T's like, no, 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 this is mine. And he tackles your guy and, and, and throws him out. And thus he builds up all this trust with Nino Brown. And Nino Brown's like, ah, you looked out for me. Like, you're not too bad, you and I. Let's be yeah, best friends. Yeah, you knocked over an old guy, probably like the easiest person to. Yeah, the easiest person to stop. Yeah. <laughs> you're an yeah. A plus in my books. <laughs> but thanks so much. <laughs> You look a lot like a cop. I'm going to be best friends with you. <laughs> Ice-T, he's got his own little plans. And he tells uh, Nino Brown, now that they're, they're buddies, he's like, hey, your brother tried to 
tried to cut me on a side deal. And Nino's like, fucking hell, my brother is just fucking up non-stop. Then, uh, randomly, we're at some random guy's wedding, basically. Nino Brown's there, you know, being a part of the community, handing out lollies and money to all the good boys and girls. And I, I don't even know whose wedding See, Ryan, is, you should have got in is. with the crack um, dealers. You would have had your wedding paid for, and they would have handed out candy. Ooh. Yeah, that would have been good. You saved a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the mafia would have helped um, take the chairs away at the end of the wedding too. Yeah. That would have been nice. <laughs> so yeah, they're at this wedding. It's all, all gone very well, but while this is happening, partner Nick is breaking into Nino Brown's office to collect to collect some evidence of all Nino Brown's crimes, which are stored on floppy disks. Oh my disc. god. Um, it's pretty hard to Yeah. Yeah, like it's labelled clear as day. It's like it just labelled crimes. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it's it's that obvious. Uh, like he's got all their financial records and all their dealings and everything just stored on that 1991 technology. And uh, at this wedding, it's it's sort of wrapping up, and the the caterers are packing up. But oh, look out! The caterers are a hit squad. And they bring out all these guns and they start unloading. And uh, I think the bride is gunned down or the groom, Someone. someone's like a yeah, whole, someone's whole bunch of down. wedding. And everybody just yeah. leaves the little girl to fend for herself. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so as everyone's getting getting mowed down, there's a little girl. She, uh, she's dropped Nino. a toy. Yeah. Yeah. She's dropped a toy on her uh, on the steps and she runs back to get it and bullets start flying. And you think Nino's going to try and save her, have some sort of redeeming quality. But nah, he just uses <laughs> her human, as like a, a bulletproof like, vest. Oh, good, a yeah. human shield. Why? Yeah. Oh, I need to get That's a few more. That actually surprised me. <laughs> Weren't expecting it, right? I was not expecting that. Because I was like, come on, who uses a kid as a human shield? Like in a movie, even like a villain, they're like... They normally have like a little bit of a soft side for kids, at least. Well, I mean, and, but and this guy is shooting at him, and he just grabs this kid. On another, and holds her there in front of him. Another point: they're really not big enough to be a human shield, you know. <laughs> out of all the humans, out, no, out of all the humans that you could have used as a shield, you pick the smallest one. <laughs> yeah. I I really liked it. I thought the wedding shootout was was pretty cool. Like when he did yeah. grab. The little girl, like, obviously they've got to make you the most vile, yeah. despicable person ever. Like he thinks um, he's the most yeah. important thing in the world, pretty much. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's really cool. It's it's a nice little uh, insight into where his mindset is, and he he drops a little girl. She doesn't die, thankfully, and uh, he ducks behind cover, and there's bullets flying, and there's Ice T, and he draws his gun. He's pointing at the back of uh, old Nino Brown. He's, and then he has this little moment where he's like, no, I'm going to do this by the book, even though earlier him and his partner are agreeing that they're going to kill him no matter what. So he's changed his mind yeah. uh, um, left and right. And Nino's uh, right-hand lady gets killed too. He's gangster. Like the, yeah, the, I don't know what she is. She's like a bodyguard the one for that him. Was... She's got a great accent. Mm. And she yeah. was shooting. She shot that guy in the head and she gets killed. Mm. A good old scene. Probably the most memorable scene in the movie, in my opinion. Yeah. Yes, certainly so. Nino's starting to lose his control of the city since losing uh, the the Carter buildings and the Mafia's closing in on him. And then uh, they set up another sting, basically. They're like, hey, like this, the the cops are like, Nino Brown, he grabbed a a little girl. I could have killed him myself, but we're doing this right now. So him and his partner, they set up a sting to go to a drug deal with 
with old Nino Brown. Hang on, Dan. And it's in this big abandoned warehouse. Mm-hmm. Sorry, mate. You've missed um, the dumbest, one of the dumbest things in the movie. So the mafia does the hit and then they're immediately having coffee outside their cafe and then they ride past with an Uzi and shit more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that happens, I think, before they're... that next scene. Yeah, they haven't. The mafia are like, oh, this is this job's done. We're good boys. Let's sit out in the yeah. daylight. But... It's something straight out of yeah. it's like Sons of Anarchy. Like it's like, oh yeah, we just killed a whole bunch of people. Let's go to our shop and hang out. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's, let's have just... a nice ice smoker. Yeah, and they're just all sitting there on the footpath having a coffee, and they just ride past and shoot mm. them all. And that's the end of them. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. problem solved. And... <laughs> <laughs> Nino, and then we get it. Yeah, we get a, a radio announcement saying that the Don of the Mafia, he's been gunned down along with associates. So the Mafia, Nino Brown's wiped them out, and uh, now they're at this drug deal that with Ice T, and he's like, "Hey, you know, here's the drugs, boys." <laughs> the fella that was in the park that watched Ice T shoot Chris Rock, he's there, and he's like, "I fucking knew that I recognised this guy. This this guy's a cop." And a, a big old shootout happens again. Heaps of people die. Cops die. Baddies die. Wesley Snipes all of a sudden becomes Sam Fisher from Splinter Cell. <laughs> yeah, and he's literally. hanging from the rooftops. <laughs> when he pretends to he's be like... a dead guy in those pipes. And then he yeah. just jumps out and stabs that guy in there. <laughs> I was like, alright, Assassin's Creed. Jesus Christ. He's <laughs> just the, the stealthiest boy in the world. Like He drops down, like he's hanging these, these pipes and slits a guy's throat. Yeah, did and, I dream uh, that? Well, he that he did a like a Spider-Man kill, like he went down. No, that was that was real. Okay, I, yeah. I wasn't sure if I was imagining things in a better movie or not. But yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. That no, now you're thinking of Blade. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. why don't you choose Blade, Dane? <laughs> <laughs> maybe one day, yeah. boys. Maybe one day. But yeah, so this has all gone south once again. Nino Brown just gets out by the skin of his teeth and uh, there's heaps more dead cops and another sting gone real tits up mm-hmm. and Nino Brown meets with his brother on this rooftop and this is meant to be the big pivotal moment between them because uh, you may have seen mm. this meme floating around on the internet where Wesley Snipes is holding a gun with tears mm. in his eyes or in the meme it's usually a camera yeah. of sorts. That's what this movie is from. It's quite infamous, isn't it? <laughs> and he's yeah, got a lovely fedora it's, it's, on. He does have a lovely fedora. <laughs> he on. took it from the mafia and, guys uh, after he gunned he... down at the cafe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he's got their his G money's there, and he's like, he's like, "What the fuck? How how did this happen? We had everything, and it's all gone tits up." And he's like, "Hey, uh, G money, is there anything to do with this?" And he pulls a crack pipe out, and he's like, "You've been sucking on this glass dick, hey!" And I'm like, <laughs> and he's he's like, G money's knows that his time's up. He's fucked up too many times. And he's like, no, let's just let's just go back to how it was. You and me, you know, fucking ripping and running, being being bad boys. Uh, Nino Brown's like, no, no, I, I'm on the run. It can never go back to the way it was. But you can try to patch things up with this. And it's like, oh, okay, tell me more. And Nino Brown pulls the gun on him. G-Money's drops to his knees. And throughout this movie, the, the whole the whole catchphrase is, am I my brother's keeper? And they're like, yes, I am. And they, they chant that. And so G-Money, it's meant to be all emotional. He's like, am I my brother's keeper? And Wesley Snipes, he's got tears in his eyes. He's got the gun pointed to his brother's head. 
He's like, yes, I am! And he kills his brother dead oh on the roof. He shoots him without a bullet. Yeah. You guys notice that? He shoots it, no. and it obviously, because I guess it was close range, they didn't put a bullet in it, so he literally just goes, with his hand, he just goes, bop! And then the guy just goes, oh! <laughs> but there's, like, no flash! I've been hit! <laughs> there's no flash, there's not really any recoil on the gun, because he literally, you just see him go, and then he just falls over. I literally wrote you, where the fuck is the bullet? There's no bullet. <laughs> this whole movie, it has a lot of problems. Yeah. I do remember there was lots of goofy de- deaths, but yeah, I can't remember any of them, but I think that might have been one. Just the way he just falls over. <laughs> yeah. Was hilarious. It's like Justin Bieber yeah. getting shot in that NCIS episode or whatever it was. Where he's like, Yeah, that's on the car. What? Yeah. When was Justin Bieber in I'll NCIS? Oh, it was back long ago. When oh. he had his like longer hair, like early beads day. Yeah, I don't know if it was NCIS or like Miami Vice. It was one of those type of shows. Yeah. There's too many. It's pretty funny. He like. He gets shot like platoon style. Yeah. Like he gets riddled. <laughs> but like you don't care about it as much and it's not as powerful. <laughs> no. He just looks no. like a jellyfish. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, G, uh, G-Money's dead. Basically, it just reminded me again of Scarface because uh, you both have seen Scarface, yes. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. So when he... Uh, his best friend in the movie goes and sleeps with Scarface's yeah. sister. Spoilies, he guns him down in his uh, in mm-hmm. his doorway. It was kind of like a really wet noodle version <laughs> of that kind of thing. I well, felt. he fell down like a yep. wet noodle. Because <laughs> <laughs> they built, like in Scarface, they build everything up together. In this, they build everything up together. They're, they're referencing Scarface like a dozen times throughout the movie. Mm. So anyway, old Nino Brown, he's got nothing. All his gang members are dead. He's lost his drug empire. And uh, the cops just sort of keep closing in on him. And he's sat in this little apartment, this shitty little apartment. And uh, Ice-T and, and Nick, they've, they've had enough. And they come swinging in through the windows like a couple of ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so, so they do that, and, uh, and, and Ice-T and Nino Brown, they start getting in a fist fight where, yeah, Kieran, you're going to see that they're pulling punches left and right. No one's even coming close to landing contact in this yeah. little, little fight scene. <laughs> yeah, horrible. It's, he's, uh, and Ice-T, he's, he's full of anger because it's just everything's gone wrong, so like, I'm going to fucking get him no matter what. So he beats the shit out of old, uh, old Nino Brown and throws him down a fire mm-hmm. escape, and then... And then uh, this is all happening in broad daylight. So the streets are full and they're cheering on Ice-T. They're like, yeah, do it. Kick his ass. Nick's there down on the, on the, on the street. And he's like, hey, toss him down. Yeah, that me. was <laughs> so weird. Funny. Yeah, that was great. It's like, when, yeah. you know, yeah. in um, yeah. Mr. D's where Adam Sandler's throwing the cats out the window for them to, to rescue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mr. D's took a lot of inspiration from yes. New Jack City. <laughs> I feel like New Jack City must have inspired uh, so many films after this. <laughs> like the, the, so, the uh, yeah, they... in, the, in a quiet place. Just like, oh, he's using a child as a human shield. Noted. <laughs> I love that idea. <laughs> so the, the Ice-T beats the shit out of Wesley Snipes, Nino Brown, throws him down in this pile of trash and he jumps down after him. And uh, Nino Brown's 
covered in blood. He's he's beaten. He's bloody. He's done. He's times up. And Ice T pulls a gun on him. He's like, <laughs> he goes, he's like, I want to shoot you so bad. My dick's hard. And I'm like, what the That's fuck? like what I The best line. The, some of the lines, some of the lines. Okay, let's just take a little reprieve. Some of the lines I wrote I think, downward. Yeah, I think we need a quote section. It's like, yeah. back to the titties was one I had written down. <laughs> like, sit down, $5 man, or I'll make some change. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and yeah, I want to shoot you so bad, my dick's hard. <laughs> There's some... Is that meant to be a There's badass some... line? Is that <laughs> not like are you meant to go? He is so cool. Yeah, but it's just like <laughs> the lamest thing. He doesn't even care that he's got a boner in front of everyone. <laughs> the whole city is in this street, and he doesn't even care. Yeah. So does someone have like got does one someone of have a gender that I can borrow for a second tie around my waist? <laughs> Earlier in the film, he's upset with everyone and. He and G-Money, I kind of skipped over this because it's irrelevant like so much else I skipped over, but they're having words and G-Money's like, hey, you need to do better. And Wesley Snipes says, stick your $5 ass down before I yeah. make change. <laughs> and then we've got we've got that line compared to, I want to shoot you so bad, I've got a boner. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, we're like Scarface. It's like the same movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like so... on top of Wesley Snipes too. That was <laughs> yes. so uncomfortable. Yeah. Can anyone else arrest me right now? <laughs> Is that a gun in your pocket? Or do you just really want to shoot me? <laughs> 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 So Nick, Nick comes along and he uh he he talks talks Ice out. He's like, hey, you know, don't don't do this, man. And uh, there's people in the street there saying like, I'll testify. Just fucking get him out of here. And that little old guy that's been popping up, you know, who wanted to kill him earlier, he's there. He's in every scene where something goes wrong. And basically, Nina Brown's like, ha, 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 I'll be out of here in a week. Like I'm gonna have the fucking best lawyers. I've got so much money, you can't do shit to me. Like, mm. this is all big for nothing. Uh, surprisingly, we go to, like, the, a little court case where I wasn't thought it was would end. I, mm. I Just kind of a, a, a strange final scene. Um, the trial of Nino Brown. I do, and, uh, I do like uh, that scene, though, when Nino has been beaten up. And, like, apart yeah. from the, my dick's hard scene, like, the line, I do like it because, like, he is at the bottom... Of the bottom. Yeah. Like, the whole city's yeah. turned on him. The police have got him. Like, he is as low as he can. And he got beaten in a fight. Mm. Like, you've never seen him this low, which is great. But then he's like, oh, I'll be fine. I'll be out in a week. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. I really like it. And then it just kind of cuts straight to the courtroom. And you're like, okay, cool. We're going to see it all go down. Mm-hmm. Nino's on trial. And they're saying, hey, you know, you orchestrated murders and drug deals and everything else you're the head of the cash money brothers and he's like i'd like to say that's true but no 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 it was this kareem fella who was the real leader he he put me up to it he threatened to kill me get him boys and everyone loses their mind like what the fuck wow this is such a big twist in the case like nino brown isn't the the big baddie at all and so he throws uh kareem who was the guy that recognized ice t mm. throws him under the bus 
and they go, okay, well, the best we can do is we'll give Neo Brown With two no years. With no evidence. He doesn't and, have uh, any evidence. He just, like, in the yeah. middle of the court trial goes, it was him. That guy did it. And they're mm. just like, well, okay then. We're not even going to uh, hear his statement yeah. or try and get any evidence. I, We're going to take Nino's word for this. Yeah, the hardcore criminal. Right. He's I, a very trustworthy man. Yeah. I would have loved it because there's so many cheesy lines in this. If uh, if Ice-T walked up and he like, Demon Dollars wear diapers. <laughs> um, <but laughs> I wouldn't put it past his script either. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved it. Um, so Ice-T is like, nah, that's fucking not on. And like, well, there's nothing we can do. Like, we've got to take this guy's word for it. And the Nino's walking out there, you know, head held high. He's beat the system. He's thrown the other guy under the bus for all his numerous crimes. And he's reckless drugging. And uh, the press is swarming at the top of this court case stairs. And they're like, uh, firing off all these questions. And the little old guy that's been hanging around the whole time, he comes in, he draws a gun, and he shoots Nino Brown. And then he topples down and falls to his death. And uh, the cops arrest a little old guy for murder, <laughs> basically. And Ice-T and his partner Nick, they kind of look at each other with a shitty and grin. They're like, well, job's done here, boys. <laughs> Give me that promotion. And Yeah. <laughs> And that is the end of New Jack City. We uh, get a whole bunch of credits talking about the, the drug pandemic and how it's affecting communities and neighbourhoods and how bad it is. Ends on a nice little message. Mm. I love the music, though. New Jack Oh, that, I was going to say, that was one of my notes. Love the soundtrack all through. Except for that weird and, montage right. with the guitar. Yeah, that was a bit strange. What did you guys think of the, the death, Vike? It's obviously a big bit in the movie. Yeah, it was unex- unexpected. Like, the little old guy had tried and failed before to kill him, mm, but this time mm. he comes in, like, in a room full of cops and judges and jury and journalists. Like, that guy's going yeah. to jail mm. for probably longer than Nino Brown was just given. But, yeah, I like that it was the, the little old guy that kind of was a saviour yeah. at the end because she just weren't expecting it. Yeah, um, and because he's and, he lived uh, in the apartment building before they took it over, right? And that's yeah. what his grudges are. I lost his old because he was down at the station. I think so. Yeah, saying like, "You guys, yeah. he's just taken over this whole apartment building. We don't have anywhere to live." Yeah. And they were just like, "Too bad." Yeah. <laughs> we got iced tea on the cake. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For some strange reason. <laughs> uh, so that was that was New Jack City. Pretty yeah. Movies, yeah. but. It's fun. I'll say it is a fun time, if not yeah. a bit cheesy and corny and yeah. silly. I, yeah, I kind of very forgettable. I like the second half. Mm. I yeah, I thought the first half was a bit slow. Yeah, but yeah, I like the second half mm. when everything's kind of going wrong and it just kind of keeps building. Yeah, quite badly yeah. keeps building to the end. But yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and like that's got the the wedding scene, which is probably the most memorable. The meme scene yeah. where he shoots his brother, yeah. and then the courtroom. So. I think that Wesley Snipes was the best and most memorable part, memorable mm. part of the movie. I, Absolutely. The rest of the movie is so forgettable. Some of the things you guys were talking about, I was like, oh, wow, yeah, that did happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the worst thing, though, yeah. is, like, Wesley Snipes deserves a movie like Scarface. Yeah. Like, his performance, yeah. he's so menacing and ruthless. Like, the writing is a bit how you go in it the best of times but yeah. he's so yeah. good in this movie yeah. he just carries everything he really was and like he deserves like a tony montana like he just deserves that type of movie yeah but unfortunately we're i, I love new jack city 
Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see Wesley Snipes in more because he's mm. got, uh, great. I don't know if um, either you watched. Um... Dolomite is my name. Yes. Yeah. He, he was, was fantastic so, in that. So so good. Even in coming yeah. to America, the second one, I was like, oh my god, it's Wesley Snipes. I fucking love this. It just was like it wasn't a good movie, yeah. but I I loved Wesley Snipes' character in that. He's just got such a commanding screen presence. He's got he's got charisma. He gets mm. whatever they give him, and he just spins it into a little golden nugget for goodness. So good. Certainly the best. But um, look, shall we? Uh, shall we get into trivia? Because I've got my trivia yeah. ready, boys. Oh my goodness. Um, can I start yeah. with my first bit of trivia? Yes. Is that okay? Brian, I would be upset if he did. <laughs> um. So little Bow Wow's six studio album is called New Jack City 2. Oh, little Bow Wow. Oh. Wow. The, de- the sequel we deserve, so... Um. Imagine if he did the soundtrack <laughs> for the sequel. Speaking of a sequel, they've got a prequel and a sequel that has been written, but I don't think, like, they're going to do anything with it. But they were planning on rolling out yeah. a prequel and a sequel, so... Maybe... Oh, wow. I can't see the demand being that high. Yeah, I was going to say, was it even like a popular movie back in the day? It's a bit of a cult classic. Well, it it was it was actually like financially and critically successful, but now it's seen more as a cult classic instead of like a a blockbuster. Like Scarface, how that's a blockbuster movie, Mm. um, and it's timeless and iconic. This isn't really timeless and iconic, but there is like a really strong following, especially because. It was shedding a light on socio-political problems for the black community, which obviously mm. doesn't always get the attention that it deserves. So, yeah, yeah. Mm. It 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 was made for eight million, and it made over forty-seven Damn. million. Um, yeah, fair enough. Which is is yeah. pretty pretty great for a movie from nineteen ninety-one. So mm. you know, a huge a huge hit for for back then. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, Dana, start us off with some more trivia mate what do you got so as i mentioned it was it was ice t's first role and basically how it came about is the director uh mario van peebles who played the commanding officer in the movie as well he was in a nightclub and he heard ice t talking shit in the nightclub toilets and so he said hey i like the cut of your jib you're gonna be in my movie just because he heard ice t fucking assassin some some bloke uh, and that's how he got this role. Wow. That's so cool. That's so yeah. random. <laughs> yeah. I love to find my actors Getting... in the toilet yelling at someone. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what the quality of his acting was, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Toilet quality. <laughs> oh, my God. I have a um, fun fact. So, mm-hmm. Chris Rock, we've praised him for his performance, but did you know the original Pookie was actually Martin Lawrence? Did you know Stop that that it. was going to be my next bit Did of you trivia? Know, fuck you. Let me have my... <laughs> my time to shine. Yeah. Oh, that's okay, awesome. Go on. Elaborate for me, Dane. Oh, look, I, I don't want to go stepping on your trivia toes here. I just learned, learned that today myself. But, yeah, Martin Lawrence was meant to play Pookie. Uh, he apparently did super well in the audition because both he and Chris Rock were pretty big in the stand-up scene back then. Mm. Uh, and Chris Rock apparently did dog shit in the audition but one of martin lawrence's comedy mentors passed away so it really shook martin lawrence up and he stepped away from the role like a couple of weeks before they yeah. started filming so then they called up chris rock and they went hey you want to take this role on there buddy yeah nice 
Yeah, cool. That's that's interesting. I really hmm. can't imagine Martin Lawrence as a crackhead, though. No. I really no. think that it ended up working out for the best because Chris Rock was really... Uh, that was a dynamite performance. Yeah. Yeah, better than yeah. Spiral. <laughs> yeah, definitely better than Spiral. So another oh. piece of trivia that I have. The name Nino Brown came from a shopping bag. So that's <laughs> how they got... That's how they got... There was like What? So it says, um, the name Nino Brown was a reference to his own tutorial experiences growing up in Harlem in the 1970s. So there was like a whole bunch of guys in the neighborhood that would shop at really expensive stores in Manhattan. So they'd go up to the upper side and buy heaps of cool stuff. And uh, yeah, so one day, that was he, that's where he got the name from. He From the bags that were the really high upper class kind of things people would buy. So that's why Nino Brown, where Nino Brown came from. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Well, did you guys know that uh, the story of Nino Brown, uh, sorry, Nino Brown is based on some people? Really? No. I'm not surprised though. Yeah. So it's actually based on these guys called the Chamber Brothers, and they're four brothers who sold crack in Detroit, in Detroit, sorry. And they had an apartment building um, called the Broadmoor. Um, and they moved into the four story, 52 unit building selling different types of drugs on each floor. Pretty much exactly oh, like shit. Nino does. Whoa. Um, yeah. That's wild that it happened in real life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah which yeah is a little bit crazy. Um, but yeah, that was that was my fun little bit of little bit of trivia. I've uh, I've got one more thing that I I thought was cool. It better be good if it's the Wesley last one. Wesley Snipes has Michael Jackson to thank for his role in the film. <gasps> Because yeah, I did. I oh. did know this. Yeah. Yeah. Wesley Snipes was, um, you know, so he, he auditioned for Martin Scorsese and Quincy Jones to play the tough guy in the short film for Michael Jackson's um song "Bad." You know, in the in the. You know I'm bad. In the alley. In the. In the train. Car park. In the in the mm-hmm. subway. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so the co-writer, so that he wrote. The Brown, the Nino Brown role specifically for Wesley Snipes after seeing the performance because he was so realistic in he he kind of like goes, hey you Michael Jackson you really think you you know and squares up to Michael Jackson basically and he thought whoa what a cool guy, you know I want to write him a role for <laughs> my right. movie. Hmm. Ah, no, I never cool. knew that. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah which is pretty wild. Do you guys have any reviews? I do. That you want to shout out? Should we start with a good one or a bad one? Um, go 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 a good one. A good one. You may as well give this movie a little bit of praise. So, <laughs> so the Godfather films transcended their mobster genre. New Dark City doesn't, but it's a great genre film, edgy, vibrant, and full of urgent color. So it's kind of a backhanded compliment. It's like, yeah, you're yeah. not as good as the Godfather, but you did a good job. <laughs> You did your best. Yeah. A for effort. Yeah. Do you guys have yeah. have a good one, yeah. a good review? Um, I've only got a good one. I've got, well, it's not a great one. It's a three star um, from Ben from Letterboxd. And it says, um, a bit too heavy handed and almost no substance to the subplots, uh, but features some very entertaining sequences and a powerhouse performance by Wesley Snipes. Yeah. So, well, which pretty much summarizes, yeah, everything we've talked about. Yeah. Well, I've I've got one. Um, it's moderately praiseful. Um, New Jack City has all the energy you could want from a B-grade picture with A-grade aspirations. Mm. Like, 
Yeah. But then they gave it four out of five. Okay. So. Oh. Yeah. yeah, they're big fans. I've got one more. Yeah. So in New Jack City, director Mario Van Peebles seems determined to show that he can make a movie as shallow and violent as any white Hollywood hack. No problem. He did it. One star. <laughs> 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 Good job, Mario. Good job. So, mm. what did you guys? Um, would you recommend to watch it? What do you? What do you think? On the whole. Mm. Nah, like we've yeah. There's there's obviously better gangster movies out there. Yeah. I, I mentioned earlier, it's it's fun. Um, it's the longest movie we've watched in our podcast so far, coming in at a. Uh, 140 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Instead 90 of, minutes. Instead of... Uh, what, what, 90. Yeah. Yeah, 80. Yeah. I feel like if it was 90 um, minutes, I might have enjoyed it more. If they just cut mm. that 30-minute title yeah. sequence out, we would have been... We <laughs> <laughs> would have been flying. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it could have worked in its favour to be a little bit shorter. Maybe had a, a bit more... I know Wesley Snipes was a big part of it, but I just would have liked to have seen more of him instead of yeah. focusing so much on Ice-T. And his uh, terrible That's kind acting. Of the yeah. bye bye one definitely. definitely would have rather to it have just centered around um, Wesley Snipes instead of trying to make Ice T and Wesley Snipes equally as important in the stories because you don't really yeah you yeah. don't really get anything about Ice T like maybe if it was showing the whole mother getting killed by Wesley Snipes thing that might have been more mm. instead of the chase scene with Chris Rock if you know what I mean um, it would have added yeah. I think yeah. if that was kind of focused on more to show why um, Ice-T was so dejected and was so such a bad boy because we don't really get an explanation mm. of that we just get like really like throwaway lines about hey, his mother and the fact and then we just get pummeled in the face that he's a bad boy cop and you he, he doesn't follow the rules and he wears sunglasses in court. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what, what, I, uh, what I skipped over, and I don't know how important it is now, but uh, we found out in uh, one of the random little mini scenes of that that it was actually Wesley Snipes, old Nino Brown, that killed Ice-T's mm. mum when he was a young and up-and-coming yeah. gangster. Mm. Uh, yeah, that was that was a, the biggest plot twist mm. of the and, movie. And that's, oh, that's, yeah. that's what um, Ice-T throws out, too. He goes, that teacher you shot was my mom, and then he starts talking about how he has a boner. So... <laughs> <laughs> really, really, yeah, it takes away the importance of that line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I would um, also not recommend this. I'd, yeah, yeah, I don't know. This, the script needs some work. Um, the performances, there's some good ones and some real bad ones. Yeah, I think it is, I suppose, <laughs> enjoyable, but it is too long. Yeah. Um, yeah, just watch a better. Watch a better movie. Just, just watch a better movie. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, when you're watching it, you're like, "Fuck! I wish I was watching yeah. Scarface right now." <laughs> the, the socio-political yeah. stuff. It really hit the nail on the head. I think in terms of that, hmm. it was really doing something important. But I think mixing in that the black exploitation seventies film with a hardcore cop movie and a gangster movie, it was too much going on, and the characters didn't feel real. So I think the importance of what they were trying to do, and they did try to make it dramatic, it just didn't really work. Yeah, I think that mm. yeah, that it just failed massively at what it was trying to do. <laughs> mm. Yeah. 
There could be a really good movie in here with a better director, yeah. I think. Martin Scorsese <laughs> like, should just... No yeah. offence to this guy, but yeah. You want to do a gangster well, movie, get Martin Scorsese to do it and you won't go wrong. Yeah. He, uh, he hasn't gone on to do any other big time movies. He's, like I said, directed a bunch of TV mm. episodes. but um. Do you guys have any recommendations if someone likes such and such, they might like New Jack City? Scarface, Goodfellas. Yeah. Just watch them. Uh, boy, yeah. boy, it's, it takes sort of. Good, I guess. Yeah, that was my one, Kieran, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Or... You might like New Jack City. It's not as good as any of those films, but. Yeah. Yeah. What's that movie with Ice Cube? You know, the one that they made. You know, the Straight Out of Compton <laughs> movie that they made with um, Ice Yeah, Straight uh... Out of Compton. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah, straight out of Compton. Yeah. Because it, it's centered around... Yeah. Yeah, okay, let me do that again. If you like straight out of Compton, maybe, because it is centered around gang violence and, uh, you know, growing up in in, in a black neighborhood, that type of thing, those kind of mm. relationships and dynamics, I think. Yeah, or Boys in the Hood. Hmm. Well, I suppose uh, it's time for us to, to try out a, a little something new that we haven't done before, a little... A little What's Trending segment. Oh, oh my goodness. Mm, and I don't know if either of you have seen it. It's made me so angry. Uh, but the the trailer the trailer for the Uncharted movie with uh, Tom Holland and, and uh, Mark Wahlberg. I have not seen dang, it. Dang, dang, dang. Tell me what Grindzik is. Oh, everything. Where do you start on this movie? Yeah. Yeah, it's... I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the Uncharted game series. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first thing you ever so, said to me, Dane, was, hi, my name's Dane. Hey, I love Uncharted, I think. something <laughs> along those lines. I think so. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I cool. think so. Yeah, if you don't know the Uncharted games, they're kind of... Uh, an homage to Indiana Jones sort yeah. of thing. Is they're kind of a, a smug, charming treasure hunter that, um, you know getting in shootouts and trying to scheme and everything, but it, it's got a lot of charm and charisma about it. Yeah. And it goes for... It, it's told over four games. A and, spin-off uh, and a basically this, game. Yeah. yeah. And Sony made this because Sony owns the Uncharted series, and then Tom Holland's like, I want to play a young Nathan Drake, who is the lead character in the game series, and it's going to be a prequel. And it's all wrong. I hate it. The trailer has every big action set. Ba- the games are if Michael Bay directed yeah. video games. Mm. So they've taken all the big action set pieces from all four games and thrown them into a movie that's meant to be a prequel that is meant to happen before any of these things happen. I fucking hate it. <laughs> it's it's so bad. And, like, this movie has been in, like, development hell for, like, 10, 15 years or something like that. And then we finally got the announcement of the cast and it was, yeah, Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. And, like, you don't need to know much about the games, but you've seen those characters. Literally, Nathan Drake is... Um, oh, fuck. What's, uh, what's his name from Firefly? Oh, that guy, yeah. Oh. Nathan Fillion. Fillion. Yeah, sorry. Nathan Fillion and then... I don't know. It just poorly miscast. Nathan Fillion made... Nathan Fillion made his own little fan film like a couple of years ago where he basically is playing like a real life Nathan Drake and it was amazing it's it was like so a 12 good. minute long YouTube clip yeah. so good yeah. and then the character that Mark Wahlberg is meant to be playing is meant to be this old kind of um, hustler like again like a really charming character he helps Nathan Drake in all the games 
But then you've got Mark Wahlberg, who just always plays a thug I in just, almost I'm everything. Sorry. I yeah. don't know if this is an unpopular opinion. I can't stand Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg yeah, is nah, there's, so bad. Yeah. <laughs> there's maybe maybe I think three is... films oh, I don't even of his that, that I like. But yeah. All well, I think got, is the happening got... when he's like... What? No. I feel no. like I feel like we're just gonna have to do. I I honestly think we should just oh, I think do we might have to. a month long of M Night Shyamalan movies. Yeah, I think we might have well, to. I mean, Mark Mark Wahlberg was fantastic in The Departed. I really liked him in Pain and Gain, and Contraband. I think was the other one I liked him in. But everything else, he's just yeah. You're like, oh, that's Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. You don't yep. see him as a character actor. Yeah. No, he's not a character yep. at all. Um, like, but there are people like mm. Bruce Willis kind of plays Bruce Willis all the time. But you can kind of look yeah. past Bruce Willis because he's just cool and you know. It, 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 but he's n- doesn't hold a candle to fucking Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like the worst bit about Mark Wahlberg in the movie is like everyone has the same opinion. The only like the main characteristic of Sully is he has a big mustache. Mark Wahlberg's yeah. like, nah, I'm not having a mustache. And you're like, Dumb. fucking hell. People might it. not know yeah. it's me, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to show my whole face in every movie. Um, <sighs> it's, I, I, I imagine in the movie he'll be like, oh man, I'm hungry. Me, Victor Sullivan. I might have myself a Sully uh, burger. And then he uh, winks at the camera <laughs> and has a wall burger. Oh my god. I think there just needs to be a blanket oh. rule don't turn a video game into a movie. When has it ever worked out? There's been one time, and it was uh, Rockstar's interpretation of The Warriors, which is a film I love. And they did it great. They made their own little prequel story, which synced up perfectly with the story of the movie, then you played out the movie perfectly. Mm. It was amazing. But that's been the only ever video game movie adaption that has been worthwhile as Just don't do it. Mm. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. There's enough other ideas out there. Just, yeah. Just stop. <laughs> Shall we round up by saying what we've watched lately? Um, yeah, what have I watched lately? Leave it with me. Hold on, let me think. <laughs> oh, well, I, I have started uh, Midnight Mass on Netflix. Oh, which is any good a new horror series by the guy who did um, the Hill House movie, uh, the Hill House TV show. It is goddamn fantastic. It is really absolutely gorgeous. The show. Um, sorry, Mike Flanagan is his name. I need to give credit to him because mm-hmm. yeah, Mike Flanagan is incredible. Yeah, big fan. Um, yeah, and Kieran, you're a big horror fan. I think yeah, you'll yeah. probably really dig it as well. But it has, like, the perfect setup for a good horror story. It's, like, a deserted dying town that used to be, like, this big hub that's slowly dying. And then the story kind of kicks off with a big storm. And it just, it's all coming together so good. It is fantastic. Loving it. Granted, I haven't finished it yet. But, um, yeah, it is really good. And it's on Netflix. So it's super easy to watch. Uh, I yeah. recently watched The Woman in the Window with Amy Adams as the main character. It's on Netflix as well. Oh, oh I love Amy Adams. Um, yeah. I think, is, that, is that terrible? I think we should watch it one day because fuck, it was shit. <laughs> 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 oh, this what a shame. Yeah. Don't watch it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I hadn't heard of it, but I really like Amy Adams. So yeah, I'm a big Amy Adams fan as well. Yeah, I think I saw a reviewer from one of the YouTubers that I liked that said possibly the worst movie ever, <laughs> and I was like, okay, wow. damn. I think yeah, I think yeah. one day yeah, I think Jesus. we should add that to our endless list of movies <laughs> that we need to talk about because yeah, far out. That that was something else. <laughs> um, I you, just. I've just finished watching um, the latest season of What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, um, yeah. It is it is such a fucking funny show. Like, it's everyone in that series is so funny. It really starts getting its own. Like, everyone starts getting their own, like, little stories and stuff instead of just, like, singular episodes. It actually starts having, like, a really good over-branching story. Mm. Uh, and um, so I, I'm done with that now. And I'm just about to start the latest season of of Succession, which I'm I'm super nice. for. Ah, uh, yeah, nice. But you're one of those you're one of those rich kids with Foxtel, right? Oh, yeah. I see. <laughs> no, it's on binge. Hey. Oh, okay. I'm see, I'm right. I'm patient. Right. I have to get binge. I'm patiently waiting for all my anime to come out for the season. So, Demon um, Demon Slayer mm-hmm. and the next season of Attack on Titan. Uh, my body is ready. Live action cowboy bebop. Cowboy bebop. <laughs> the trailer just got released today, really? actually. Mm. I don't know if I want to watch it. Yeah. I feel like it would disappoint me. It's got um, <laughs> is it is it John Cho from? Yes. Um, yeah. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's something um, I did yeah. watch. And and I watched that. Him. I watched that yeah. movie Searching with John Cho in it. Oh, good movie. It was interesting. It was just different, I guess. It wasn't, like, amazing. Yeah. Deborah Messing was yeah. fucking terrible. But, yeah, that, that I did watch that the other day. <laughs> um, and it was just, it was different, something different. So, might be one weekend yeah. we can all chat about one day. Because, yeah. Lovely. There, there's, like, a lot of those movies now that are, like, set in a computer or set on a webcam. But I think that one, I don't know, had the most thought into it. Like, yeah. it made the most coherent sense. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, some of the bad <laughs> horror ones just, yeah, just don't work that well. Speaking of uh, movies that we should watch, it is Ryan's turn to pick a movie. Oh my goodness! Oh my. Pressure's on, buddy. Okay. Well, this this episode's obviously going to be coming out a bit later, but this weekend that we're recording, it's going to be Halloween. So, and there was a new trailer out for the most recent. Um, movie in the series, and so I believe we are going to watch Scream. Whoa! The original Scream, oh! which I think is a fantastic movie. I love it's Scream. Great... I love Scream. Yeah, it's a jinx. It's... Buy me a coat. Jinx. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, and it's a lot of fun. Like, yeah, some horror movies are like I love horror. Some of them are just dreadful to sit through. This one is fun. It's yeah, it's so self-aware. It's yeah, it's a great, mm. great film, and it like revived the the slasher genre yeah. as well. So, oh, good is, is this latest latest Scream? Is it a reboot? No, uh, but it's, it's got like the original. It's like a Scream Five. Um, Scream Five. It's got the original cast. It's just Wes. It's got the original cast. Oh, in it. Awesome. Wes Craven's just yeah. dead, so he's not directing it. Obviously, I don't think he could do that. Yeah, unless we I, there's something. I don't know if don't it's know like a. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if it's like a reboot or one of the. Oh, no. a retelling or whatever they call them i don't know it's not yeah. it's not it's a new so, it's a new chapter in the scream in the okay. scream universe because uh courtney cox Great. is back as the as the news reporter and 
um, yeah, everybody's okay, back as, you... as their original characters, but they're not um, retelling their... There's, a, there's another ghost face, which is one thing I often think of. Why is it not called ghost face and it's called scream? But that's something we can discuss <laughs> next week, I guess. <laughs> My dear friends... Thanks for, thanks for sitting through this movie with me, but I suppose it's time for us to wrap it up yes, here. Yes, thanks mm. for watching movies with me, boys. You guys are good thanks, boys. Guys. Yeah. Even if you do suggest the fucking worst movies to watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, guys. Oh, well. Um, and thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in to the latest episode of Ticket Stubs. Um, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Ticket Stubs to stay up to date with everything we're up to. Um, and let us know what you think we should watch next. Um, you can also check out our blog and a bunch of videos and extras on our website at www.ticketstubs.com.au. Yeah, that's it from us. Um, we'll catch you next time where we watch, dissect, and discuss Scream. Woo! Lovely. <laughs> Thanks, buddies. Thanks, bye, buddy. Thanks, guys. <laughs>